Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're bringing in uh, the great Roger Stone, longtime political consultant and strategist, longtime friend of mine. He has worked for Nixon, Reagan, Trump. He's had New York Times bestsellers. Roger Stone Show, the Roger Stone Show on radio here in WABC, 3 to 5 p.m. every Sunday. Roger, welcome back. Thanks for doing this. Larry, great to be with you. Always. Uh, Roger, the Tucker Carlson primary in Iowa, did you follow this? What was going on there? Uh, devastating. I mean, uh, Tucker Carlson is a non-interventionist in the tradition of Donald Trump and the tradition of Rand Paul and the tradition of Ron Paul, uh, and he decimated the neocons hmm. uh, in this debate by asking some of the most pointed questions that the Mainstream media just refuses uh, to ask. I mean, Mike Pence just casually admitted that he cared more about what was going on in Ukraine than what is going on in every major city in America. It was devastating. He spent the whole night on Twitter trying to walk it back. But what should we believe? What we actually saw with our own eyes and heard with our ears or his pasted up tweet four hours later? People were saying there was bullying that came across on this thing. I mean, I know Pence. I'm the like Pence personally. I'm sorry he got snarled up in this thing, but I mean, this you know, the Ukrainian war uh, is going to be a very vexing problem. It's Joe Biden's war, and the question is, you know, we spent a couple of hundred billion dollars on this. We've depleted our uh, munitions, our weapons stock here at home. That has to be rebuilt. Uh, I think because we have to defend against China, which is the real problem, not Russia. This can be an issue in the campaign, isn't it? I think it may be the central issue. Look, Dwight Eisenhower was elected on a pledge to end the war in Korea. Hmm. Richard Nixon was elected on a pledge to end the war in Vietnam. I think Donald Trump is going to be elected on a pledge to end the war in Ukraine. Hmm. Uh, And uh, with America having its own problems uh, of all sorts, economic, domestic, and so on, uh, I think Americans just don't want to ship more billions of dollars to Ukraine without any accountability. We don't even know where the money's going. We don't know how it's being used. Unfortunately, a lot of the U.S.-based news outlets are giving us the incorrect impression that the Ukrainians are kicking the daylights out of the Russians. General Flynn tells me, based on his varied military contacts, that's just not true. Well, you don't see any, I mean, the so-called uh, Ukrainian counteroffensive, you don't see any progress. I mean, the Russians hold the eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, they've held it for many years. They're still holding it. They, they, it's, I mean, it's a weird war of attrition. It's like something out of World War One. Neither side gets uh, past this Maginot line. And um, I think the, a war weariness, a spending weariness, a budget deficit weariness takes over here. 
And I kind of like the fact that Trump uh, came out, you know, on the spending side in general, he wants to restore executive authority for impounding wasteful spending. So I think that's going to be more popular than another couple of hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Well, what's even more disturbing is that we don't even have any ongoing peace talks. There's not even an attempt to settle this and end the killing. We now know that there were at least two, I think, promising opportunities to end the the entire conflict, and they were both rejected by Anthony Blinken and the Biden State Department. Hmm. Uh, So uh, when Donald Trump says, look, I know everybody involved. I could solve this in 24 hours. Uh, I think he's, you know, a little bit of hyperbole, probably take him 48. And the point is, <laughs> he is the guy who cut off the Russian pipeline. So much for the idea that he's a stooge for the Russians. He's the guy who gave offensive weapons to the Ukrainians that Obama would not give them. He knows all of the parties here. They all trust him. They all fear him. He could negotiate a settlement here very quickly This administration in place now is making no effort whatsoever to end the war. In fact, they're sleepwalking us into World War III. Hmm. The approval of cluster bombs, I talked to various veterans yesterday. All they're doing here is increasing the killing. This Hmm. this makes very little sense. Trump had an excellent statement on it. So did uh, RFK put out a great statement against it. Uh, these neocons are out of control, and I really think they want World War III. I honestly think that is their goal. Uh, Roger, one thing that I wasn't crazy about, why is uh, Trump attacking Governor Kim Reynolds, who is, A, very popular in Iowa, but, B, Roger, she's done a good job as governor. I mean, she's cutting taxes and pushing school choice. I've interviewed her several times on the TV. Uh, is it really necessary to attack her? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I saw it. Um, I didn't like it myself. Uh, mm. She's neutral. I think the president um, feels, and I can understand this, that she did come to him on bended knee and beg that he come in there for a late rally for her because she was in a very competitive race. Mm. Uh, he changed his schedule to campaign for her, uh, and now she's taking a formal position of neutrality. But Larry. You know, I know a lot about the underside of politics. She's helping Ron DeSantis. We know it. She knows it. He knows it. He doesn't like it. Mm, So he's talking about it. Uh, Just in the last minute, Roger, uh, what's your assessment of the Republican primary race? Uh, I think it is is a race that is essentially over. I mean, Larry, I traveled with the president for four days last week. I'd forgotten Mm. the, the Trump magic. I really it's been a long time since I've seen it up close. This guy has a, an intensity of support. He can reach Americans that no one else can reach. I worked for Reagan. I love Reagan. Reagan was amongst our greatest presidents, but even he did not have this. Just to see average people. I mean, on this trip, Larry, we didn't meet with many millionaires or billionaires or even wealthy people. But the crowd sizes and the intensity of the crowd and the mm. people two and three deep on the sides of the streets with their handmade signs, with their American flags, I've never seen this kind of devotion in my life. This nomination mm. contest is over. Trump is going to be the nominee. Uh, frankly, I, I wish most of these candidates, the ones who aren't running for vice president, uh, would get out of the race. Yeah, they should get out of the race. Chris Christie's in the race only to attract, tr- attack Trump. I find it so obnoxious. That's all he wants to do is attack Trump. He has no business doing the race. Roger, who's on your show this week? What are you going to cover? Uh, we're talking about uh, who killed John F. Kennedy and why. 
Uh, we devote a lot of time to that. Uh, and then I also have Baby John Delutro, the king of cannoli, for a discussion of how where cannoli came from and where you can get the greatest cannoli in the country. I love that. Um, one last thought. You mentioned um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's saying some very interesting conservative things. He just came out and attacked Biden on Biden's radical climate change, calling it uh, collective command and control government uh, and saying that he's denying Americans freedom. RFK Jr., this is a very interesting story. Is he going to stick it out, do you think? Because I think he's ruffling feathers right now. Well, he wants to seal our southern border. He, yeah. he is very skeptical about the war uh, in Ukraine. He, like yeah. Trump, wants a negotiated settlement as soon as possible. He was against sending cluster bombs. Mm. He is a health freedom uh, advocate. Uh, he's got some very populist conservative positions, uh, and he's very eloquent. I mean, I've never seen this guy where he has ever said anything when, that when challenged, he cannot back it up with a study or documentation. Mm. He's very, very impressive. Now, if you read on Twitter, you'll find that I urged him to run. That's not true, that we're close associates. I know him very casually. I like mm. him very much. Uh, I like him personally. And I, and I like the fact that he refuses to attack Trump. In fact, mm-hmm. he, refuses to, he says nice things about Biden on a personal level. Mm-hmm. He's running the kind of inclusive, unifying campaign that I think the country needs. I, think mm-hmm. he, I, I don't think he can be nominated. But when this process is over, Larry, there's going to be a lot of disaffected Democrats and independents who supported him, and they're not going to be comfortable with the policies of Joe Biden. I think those are votes that Donald Trump can win. All right, folks, be sure and listen. Roger Stone Show, 3 to 5 p.m. WABC Radio. Roger, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Talk soon.